0: practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip to cop out to groove the psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden symbols and messages as well as all the lyrics of all the top rock songs and they all sing the same refrain it's fun to take a trip Put
1: acid From our studio
0: located somewhere in the depths of the six one four, here's your host Rick Geffen.
2: Welcome back for another exciting episode of the Cat Club Podcast, exclusively on the Music in Motion Columbus Radio Network. I'm Rick Geffen. As I always am. The Cat Club Podcast today is brought to you by Bossy Girls spin-up Joint, 2598 North High Street, right in Columbus. It's a trashy yet classy hangout for local musicians, burlesque dancers, comedians, and entertainers of all walks of life. They have a great beer selection, whiskey, tasty sandwiches, locally roasted coffee, and of course, free Wi-Fi. They're open seven days a week. Give them a call, 614-725-5402. That's Bossy Girls Up Joint in Columbus. Well our guest today, I saw for the first time, kids, last week at King Avenue 5, which is a great venue just off of uh, King Avenue, obviously, off of Owen Ong- Tangie River Road. But she blew me away just with the emotion that, that she showed in, in her vocal work and her song selection and just her her lyrical stylings. It was amazing stuff. We're going to play a few of her songs today, but we have to welcome to the show Chelsea Arthur. Chelsea, welcome. Thank
1: you.
2: It's a... It it was a fun show at at, uh, King Avenue 5. At least it was for me. I mean, how was it for you? You opened the show for four bands.
1: I thought it was incredible Hmm. because I got to play with a really cool band and they really worked hard to do what I needed them to do.
2: Now, you've been a solo artist for about five years now, and then you just brought in the backing band. And it, if I'm not mistaken, it was just three practices that you had.
1: Yeah, we only got together a couple times, um, but they are really good. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have to work that hard, and they didn't probably break a sweat, really.
2: They, but, um, uh, they, they kicked us They added a lot of depth. To your music, um, and, and just it, it gave it a more nuanced sound. There's all these little things going on, but nothing was overshadowing you. I mean, obviously, it's it's you on stage that people are there to see. They were there to kind of fill in the little gaps and whatnot. And I think they did a, a very good job. Uh, your band that you got together is Maxwell Kilcup on bass, uh, Zach Frost on drums, and Harrison Bellow on guitar. Correct. Mm, yeah. And you play keyboards. Any other instruments?
1: Uh, I don't. <laughs> Not successfully.
2: <sighs> that, uh, that's 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 about what I do. Nothing's nothing's really successful. Uh, too much. You did two covers at the show: um, a Bruno Mars song to open your set, Versace on the floor, and closed your set with Eminem's "Forget About Dre." Why those two songs?
1: Uh, Well, Versace on the Floor is really sexy, and I love that song. But um, I think that's the direction I want to go with my songs. It's more, it's not really, I don't want to go into hip hop necessarily, because I'm really poppy, but I also really like hip hop, and Bruno Mars is very soulful and I really just enjoy his
2: music your lyrical work um, especially live seeing you live uh, that night really it, to me it it kind of reminded me it was kind of a cross between um, like late 70s early 80s rap um, just it wasn't necessarily so fast you couldn't understand anything but there was also that speed element to parts of it that reminded me almost of Cab Calloway and that scat type lyrical work, um, and I don't know if that's all just hip hop now. I could be out of touch, uh, but that's what I'm. That's what I was hearing when I yeah. when I saw your stuff. <clears throat> um, but I have I have to say the the emotion that you that you showed uh, just in in singing those songs was just. You made us. I mean, you pull us into the world of, of of each song. I mean, is that is that something that you've had to really work at to to get that emotion out?
1: Not really. Come, comes naturally. Maybe it does because of the songs and how I wrote them. Mm-hmm. They're actually based on things that happen. Well, those I are the best songs. I just I had someone ripping on Amy Winehouse once, a friend of mine at work, and. I mean, she wrote songs about her home life sure. and her struggles and her relationships and drug abuse and whatever. Sure. But that's what made her songs so good because they were so honest. And I feel like if my music isn't honest, then why am I even doing it?
2: And that's that's what makes a song, to use a cliche, but I mean, it makes a song real. But to me, when a song is... is done that way and and especially when you're when you're writing a song about something that's happened to you some event in your life something somebody said whatever the case may be and portraying that out to the audience you pull us into your world i mean if i want fantasy i'll read a sci-fi book you know i like hearing you know you're putting your soul on stage as as a vocalist as a singer songwriter um obviously i mean it's your music you're writing the songs you're writing the music you're singing the song, so I mean, it's, you're bearing your soul to, um, to everybody on that stage. Do you like inviting people in mm-hmm. that way? Does it give you, I mean, is, is it like a feeling of satisfaction or?
1: Uh, I think it just, it's kind of like I've been working on this for so long. Mm-hmm. And I don't really talk to people that much about my problems at home or in my head or whatever. Sure. So when I'm performing, it's like, oh, this is great. Relief, finally. It's a way to express what I'm thinking.
2: And without it's actually, having it's, to it's, be it's, so. it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to sound all new age or anything, but it's a healthy way to do it. And
1: yeah, for, that's true.
2: You know, versus putting chemicals into your body or whatever whatever the case may be. Some people do to true. deal with issues. I mean you're writing songs and, and it's cathartic almost. Yeah, At least so, I would think, I mean, I'm not a songwriter, yeah. so, I mean, I don't know, but.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. You know,
2: just what I'm seeing anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do want to, I want to tell our listeners that, you know, you have to check out Chelsea and the Alicia Keys reference that I made in the article when I wrote up the review on your show, um, I mean, it was, it was, it was a pissed-off Alicia Keys that I compared you to. Because there was that rawness to your, to your vocals that reminded me of, of her when she's angry. And she's, and she's really just trying to make a point. And that's, that's what I had the feeling watching you and listening to you that night. You're like, okay, listen to what I'm saying. You know, vocally and, and through song and whatnot. But you also had the punk rock attitude of Debbie Harry from Blondie, of, you know, that late 70s era Blondie from New York City. I mean, is that something that, that I don't want to say you struggle, maybe, you know, I'm not struggle with, but you have to balance between maybe it's these emotions of being angry and whatnot, and then it's the punk rock of just forging ahead.
1: Not really. I I don't know. It's whatever the song needs sometimes. It's like, yeah, I really do feel those emotions sometimes, mm-hmm. but I change over time. So I'm not mad at my boyfriend anymore. If I wrote a song about him. That was actually a long time ago, Just Drive, which I think we'll be playing later. Yep. Uh, like, I'm not in that place anymore. But when I play the song, sometimes I feel like that. But So you can take yourself song. back
2: to that place when you sing the song?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes it's kind of hard because if I'm not feeling it, then it's whatever. But, uh, yeah, for it. that song, I can at least channel it enough to perform it. Oh, okay. Live. So it's like...
2: So in in some way, you can at least take yourself back, at least on, on, on the periphery of it, the, the, the outside edge, and say, okay, well, this is what I was feeling. Even if you're having an off night, you can still kind of get there. It's a talent that not a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, one thing I did notice about, about your your music, your set that night, and it was, it was a great, great set. But there was all these different elements, sonically. I mean, I heard a little bit of funk, um, heard a little bit of jazz, a little bit of, you know, pop. Not sort of pop, like, not bubblegum pop, but a little, you know, a little bit of, like, pop-type stuff. Um, is that intentional, to, to kind of hit all those different things, or is that just, that's what the song is?
1: I think that's just what... It is. (laughs) I don't know. I actually am terrible at playing jazz, so if it sounds like jazz, it's totally by an accident.
2: (laughs) Well, what is jazz, though? I mean, jazz, freeform jazz, which is hard to listen to. You have to be a fan. Um, I mean, jazz is is whatever floats your boat, in my book. Um, But the the songs that you played that night, um, we're going to play three of the songs. Um, on today's show, that that uh, you played that night, great, great songs. Um, and I'll have you tell the stories of, of those songs when we get to those. But the one song that I wanted to ask you about was "Hold Me Down," and the okay. way you performed it that night, cause it, because that's that's one of those songs um, at that show where it, you know, your backing band—I don't want to say backing band, but your your band. Um, had a very jazzy vibe to that song. You know, I mean, tell us a little bit about about that song because I, I really enjoyed that song. It was, it was it was a neat song.
1: I think maybe it felt like that because I uh, originally it was just like a bunch of triads, mm-hmm. and so I didn't have like that much color to the actual sound. Okay, but I um. I wanted to make it slower, and I wanted to like have more feeling. So one day I was like, I'm just gonna do this like a ballad, like a really slow ballad. So then I eventually combined like a slower, more emotional sound with something that's upbeat, okay. and so it turned out the way it is.
2: Oh, it's a wonderful song. I mean, I, I really, really did enjoy that. And also the way you kind of there were a couple of songs that you kind of intro. Um, I mean, uh, at one point I think you said uh, this next song is uh, "No Pierre," a stripper song,
1: <laughs>
2: which was which was neat. But uh, "You Ain't Shit to Me," I mean, that was I mean, that's, that's about as real as you can get lyrically.
1: You know what's great about that song is I wrote that about a friend I worked at or worked with at Papa John's, and he recently asked me and another friend to play at his wedding. It was great. <laughs> So that we're past it, but it was—it's was great.
2: Did he know the song was about him? Yeah, okay. it was. He and wrote he that song practically.
1: Okay. Oh. He like all the shit he used to talk. So like I oh. just used it as fuel for that whole song.
2: Well, there you go. That's the way to do it.
1: Right. You
2: know, drawing on all those influences and, and 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 life events and even just daily events. I mean, it it, it must I would think would give you a lot of things to... just little pieces here, little pieces there that you can plug into songs or or whatnot. Then again, I'm not a songwriter, so I don't know, but... I mean... The pop alternative sound... and I hate labels because I don't think that fits you. But some of the stuff that we're going to play today, the three songs that we're going to play today, don't really fit that pop alternative label. To me, they're a little bit more jazzy, a little bit of funk in there, some quieter moments too, but this music signifies that we have to take our first break, we're going to come back on the other side, play some music, talk a little bit more with Chelsea, I'm Rick, this is the Cat Club Podcast.
0: If it's too loud, you're too old, and probably need to be wearing adult diapers. (laughs) When you work late nights in dark, repulsive conditions, you probably expect to get paid. They don't. There are thousands of hard-working, underpaid men and women in your city right now. They're called musicians. Any given night of the week, they put themselves on the line for you and your drunk friends. The problem? You're not even there. The beer he got paid with tonight will never keep him warm. That guitar she still owes 12 payments on will never love her back. You can help. Go to your local dive bar right now. Pay the cover charge. Sit down with one of these outcasts and put yourself in their shoes. Take one home. Hell, take two if you want. Support local music. Sleep with a musician tonight. Without you, all we have left are ballads.
1: If you don't like them, I'm
2: sure your sister will.
0: Hey, babe, you want to go out?
2: And we're back. The Cat Club podcast, the sweetest smelling podcast in the world. At least I like to think so. Then again, maybe not. Anyways, I'm Rick Geffen. With us in the studio today, and we are so honored to have her, Chelsea Raven. Hey. <laughs> um. We were talking before the break uh, about like a little bit of the funk and the jazz, and um, and, and there was even like like Just Drive, um, which we're going to play in the next next segment. But that has a little bit more of a pop sound, although it's not like a poppy song. Um. But. Do you do you set out when you're writing your songs? I mean, do, does like a the idea come that okay, I want it to kind of go in this direction. I want it to have this feel as far as whether it's jazz or funk or whatever the undercurrent may be, or is it just the lyrics and and the song structure kind of determines what the music's going to be to you?
1: Sometimes I uh, recently with a lot of my songs, I've been feeling like I want them to sound more like modern R&B sure. but not like hip hop and rap I want it to sound more like an R&B influenced pop
2: okay I get that and that's I mean, where
1: that's kind of where I'm going now but sometimes I write a song and it just sounds like Regina Spector and that's where I uh, end up
2: and that's the thing I mean your influences um, that, that you have put down Regina Spector um, obviously which I can see is great influence uh, you cite Pink as an influence. Amy Winehouse, we, you know, you've already talked about. I mean, great songwriters right there. Just those three. Um, anyone else come to mind? I mean, that, that that maybe you think about every now and then, or it's somebody that you think about? It?
1: There are a lot of people that I really like, and uh, someone like Sarah Bareilles. Okay. She's a great keyboard player, too. Like as far as how she organizes her songs. I don't Mm. know if she does that by herself or not, but shes it's just always great. Whatever she does sounds good. I just love all her music anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's funny. On your Facebook page, you um, obviously says singer-songwriter from Columbus, Ohio, Mm -hmm. but a pop alternative artist, does that just... I mean, what do you call... Your music. What, I mean, how, how do you, I don't want I don't want to try and get you to pigeonhole it, but I mean, how would you describe your music, your sound?
1: Probably as generically as possible. <laughs> it's like <laughs> R and <pop>. It's music. <laughs> it's, it's sound. <laughs> no, I, I guess it's just popular music, because I think if I was on the radio, people would think that it's just a pop song, another pop song. Although I don't like that much music that's on the radio, <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I write the way I do. Because
2: well, you're writing stuff that's not on the radio that you want to hear on the radio, right? I'm I'm in the same boat with you. there? There's I
1: think that's where every musician is.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 one of those things where whether you hear the same song over and over again or the radio stations or the magazines or the music channels or whatever they're telling you this is the band that you need to be into and it's like no I want to be into who I want to be into because of my own reasons um, I mean if I were to describe your music to somebody who would never heard you before which I'm doing to obviously some of our listeners here um, who have never heard you you know it's, it's R&B funk jazz you know with some seriously great vocal work simply stated. I mean that, that, that's really probably how I would describe what you do I couldn't sit there and say it's it's pop music or it's pop alternative or alternative pop or or indie or anything like that because that to me that doesn't really fit the labels just don't fit what you do you do hearken back to some of the some of the great R&B and and uh, funk and soul um, singer-songwriters, you know, some of the, some of those vocalists from the '60s, '70s, even into the '80s. I mean, it's, you remind me a lot of that. Not only your attitude, but your your sound, just the sound of your voice, the emotion that that you know comes forth. That I, f- I feel just listening to the recorded stuff, let alone seeing you live. You know, so that's how I would describe this show.
1: Thank you. That's great. I dig it. It's a good sound.
2: I mean it really is Um, and like I said not to not to uh, take anything away from the other bands that were at that show Um, they all had good sets you know but but to me you just you had that wow factor orally as far as you know sonically you just you had that little extra that made me sit up and take notice sitting there going okay what's the next song What's the next song Ooh, sweet. and then you were then you were done and I was like, no, no, I want to hear more. you know that is what I felt listening to music but we really should play one of your songs
1: sure
2: for our listeners mm-hmm. um No Pierre, which at the show you introduced as a stripper song and we'll get the story on that after the song's done um but this will be coming from a upcoming album. We'll get into that this is no Pierre Chelsea or Raven on the Cat Club Podcast.
0: Don't run your fingers through my head. Get out of my head. Touch me from across the room. Make me a maze. I'm never ever gonna get you outside, but you keep on talking that stuff.
2: Pierre by Chelsea Raven, right here on the Cat Club podcast. Fantastic song, if I do say so myself. One she introduced as a stripper song, which we need to hear the story on that, Chelsea. Why did you reference that and say it it was a stripper song? Or was that more tongue-in-cheek, just inside joke type thing?
1: It's kind of like an inside joke, but not really. I, uh, it's just the way I imagine filming this song as a music video, mm-hmm. so I I would just imagine being stuck at a strip club and getting a lap dance from someone for hours and I just don't want it, oh. <laughs> and that's the way I imagine this song. <laughs>
2: now, I, I know there are some some video directors, video people that, that, that do music videos and whatnot that do listen to our show, so if you're listening, kids i will see Arthur, there's your idea for that video <laughs> for, for No Pierre. um the live band added more of a rock element to it um live and it was just i don't want to say it was a rock and roll song, but it was it was a little punchier at times I mean, did you did did you get that feeling on the stage? yeah,
1: I did actually. And I think I wrote it that way, too. I, it wasn't one of those songs where I, I wanted to change the way I heard it. Mm-hmm. I just I heard it that way, and I wanted it to feel that way. Okay. So we recorded it that way. That song I actually recorded with a bunch of like high school kids. So they're like really good for their age. It was great.
2: Excellent. Well, the band, I mean, they were very... Uh, that rock element that they added that to that song live... Um, I love the original recording that we just heard, but the, that it just had a little, a little bit more rawness live with that live band. Um, now, with the new album that you're that you're working on, are you gonna do it with a live band this time or is it gonna be another solo record and just get a band together to go out and play live? You don't
0: know. I, I don't
1: know yet. It could be, it, I don't know. It's up in the air. Sometimes people are reliable, sometimes they're not. It just depends where I am in that place in time. If I sense. find If I find people who want to work with me or not, you know, that's normally how it goes.
2: No, why wouldn't they want to work with you? You're fantastic.
1: <laughs> people are, man, they commit to things, you know. I work around people are, ma-
2: many people are afraid of commitment anymore. Even yeah, simple I feel, commitment. I, mean, I
1: feel like that, yeah. You
2: know, it's like... Oh, I want to help you, but nah, not really.
1: I got a day job, <laughs> or whatever.
2: <laughs> it's al- it's almost like the the they're they're saying it to be nice, right? Yeah. But they really don't want. It. It's like just be real with me. You know, as far as my my own feelings, be real with me, and I got that from your music. You know, you were being real on the stage. I, that really came across. Um, is that something that you that you have to work? I don't want to say hard at, at doing, but is that something that, that okay? I've got to do it this way, or is it just that's the way it comes out when you play?
1: I think that's just the way it comes out. I actually wish that I was more like that in real life, because <laughs> when I get on stage, I feel like a different person.
2: Oh, but you are. I mean, you're you're essentially the same person, but you are. I mean, it's it's you're on the stage, you're a performer. Yeah, true. You can become any character you want to be. That's true you know scary thought i mean i played Rolf in a production of sound of music you know 35 years ago back when i could still sing because i had to sing a song there but i i mean i became Rolf in the sound of music i was no longer rick uh, but we have to take another break we don't want to talk about me anyway we want to talk about you and your music she's chelsea raven i'm rick f and this is the cat club podcast on the music of motion columbus Radio Network. World of Beer. Proudly serving every beer a gas station doesn't. 500 of the world's finest beers, great live music, and no wrong choices. World of Beer. Beer as you never experienced it before hi Tombo. dad using this streaming music format to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a 50s radio dj here goes hey guys and gals this is Tombo spinning the platters that matter at number six on your motel dial get a clean comfy pad for the best deal you ever had just say we'll leave the light on for you the phrase that pays less man that was fun Book now at Motel6.com or on your smartphone. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you.
0: Wednesday, Thursday,
2: or Friday. (laughs) Every night's a good night at World of Beer. With nightly specials and live music, you'll want to leave that calendar wide open. World of Beer. Your plans just changed. If it it rocks, it rocks. It rocks. Here. We're back, the Cat Club podcast, on the radio, or the computer, or whatever you're listening to, mobile device even, also known as a cell phone. I mean, I just just got like an Android phone that's a decent one just five years ago. I had a flip phone up until then. Yeah. Which everybody made fun of me for, so, you know. I'm not a technology guy. Yep. (laughs) Um...
1: I actually didn't get a cell phone until three years ago, so... Really? Yeah, I, like, I graduated high school, and then I eventually, like, that year I got a phone.
2: (laughs) Flip phones were all the rage. Um, Even the Nextel walkie-talkie type feature was kind of neat for about five minutes. Um, But you studied at Columbus State Community College, right here, Mm -hmm. locally. What did you study while you were there?
1: Uh, my first year there, I actually took, I think, maybe two or three core classes. And mm-hmm. then I just filled the rest of my schedule with music stuff. Ah, nice. Which was great. And Columbus State's very limited in their music stuff. But the stuff they do have is really helpful for, like, beginning level stuff. And Do they nice. have music
2: theory classes there?
1: They do. I do. Uh, Dr. Tomasachi got his doctorate while I was there and he's great. He's like all around amazing. And uh Mr or professor Rocco Di Pietro, it's really cool. Atonal guy. I actually dipped into atonal and that type of art music for a while and I still occasionally write stuff like that because it's just something I can feel. Right. But it's not something I can sell necessarily. Sure. Um, Makes sense. It's just an occasional thing I do every once in a while, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Columbus State's a great place to go. To
2: get a you know, I've I've heard that, and it's the only. Everybody knows I'm from New York. I'm not. I'm not from Columbus. I'm not from Ohio. Uh, but although I've lived out here for you know, we're going on almost 14 years at this point, point. and I love it. I mean, I love Columbus as a city. But to me. I've heard so many positive things about Columbus State community College and what is it c c a d the mm-hmm. the uh, art and design school here locally um, is that something you think it, it feeds into the musicians and the artists that kind of you know permeate the the fabric of Columbus
1: uh I wouldn't say that Columbus State has anything to do with the artists in Columbus okay. it's just For me, it's just a cheaper way to get an Associate of Arts degree. Okay. But um, I guess I can't speak for the CCAD students either because I'm not in that realm. I don't do visual art.
2: Hey, I went to college for philosophy and never graduated, so... (laughs) It was a party school. So we didn't, you know, talk a lot of Plato or anything like that. It was, you know, Meisterbrow and beer pong. Um, (laughs) Now... One of your favorite quotes that I found, because the internet is such a wonderful thing. <laughs> Life is a balance of holding on and letting go. How long has that been your favorite quote? Because that really percolates, or, or, or kind of, it really weaves itself through all of your music, through all of your songs. Because it seems like all your songs have something to do with you know whether it's holding on to something, letting it go. Just it, it's just one of
1: those things. Maybe that's a coincidence, but I, uh, I think I recently added that online and uh,
2: subconsciously, you it's kind were of like it a though.
1: dark. Maybe I'm I'm in and out of a dark place sometimes where I, uh, I don't know if I'm doing music anymore, and okay. I get kind of pissed off about it. And I don't know. I've been reading articles where people put their whole life's work into something and they don't want to let go because they have put so much work into something sure but sometimes it's not worth it to keep doing that same thing right as far as music goes I don't know if I'm ready to give up on myself because music is what I do oh
2: it's and I'm your your passion comes through I mean it really does I don't I don't personally I don't think you should give up on it but I want to hear more from you from Chelsea Raven I want to be wowed again because I was wowed at your show and I have a feeling you will again but we're going to hear another song Just Drive by Chelsea Raven right here on the Cat Club Podcast Drive, Chelsea Raven. Wonderful, wonderful song. Thanks. That one had a little bit more of a uh, I guess a pop pop vibe to it. It Mm -hmm. A little bit more upbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, Give us the story behind that song.
1: That is a great story to start. Do tell. To start an argument. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wrote that song after I was leaving work one day. it was like twelve o'clock I stayed late at Papa John's and my boyfriend was coming to pick me up and I had my temps for driving and I was supposed to drive home because I had to practice for my sure. test and blah 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 and I went to get over in the left lane. Maybe it was too early. Maybe it wasn't early enough. I don't know. We started arguing about it. And I'm very... Not mean, but when I feel like I'm right, I'm right. Like, I'm stubborn, for real. And so he... You're uh bullheaded.
2: Bullheaded to the core.
1: Yeah, and so is he sometimes. So it just started a big argument. I think he might have been hungry. So, and anytime he's hungry, he's like... Angry about everything Anything Give him a Snickers
2: Yeah he need, he's one of those people He needs a
1: Snickers And uh We're in the car And Like we just It was Terrible I thought we were about to break up We were arguing Yelling Screaming And I'm driving And I'm not good at driving I was new at driving It was, it was crazy And then I went home And like It was the only thing I could think to do Was just Go write something Down And I'm glad I did Cause I wrote this song I was gonna say. I mean,
2: out of out of what happened that night came this great song.
1: I know it's so stressful sometimes. Well,
2: but, you know, uh, nobody ever said writing a good song was easy.
1: Right. True.
2: And it's the ones that are whether it's stressful or or uh, makes you feel these these emotions that you don't necessarily want to feel, but you're getting it out there and addressing its you know that's real that's it's visceral you can feel it you can touch it you know I mean it has it has to be like wow anything's fire for a song at this point you know but you didn't break up
1: no he didn't uh, everything worked out we he apologized like immediately after which was great and I apologized even though I felt like I was right. <laughs> now I know that So you took the high road.
2: Congratulations. I the
1: high road. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hate holding a grudge anyways,
2: but Life's too short to hold grudges. Yeah. I mean it really is. It is. I mean life's too short to, to really I mean I, I see so many people go through their daily routine and it's day after day after day of being unhappy. You know, and I, I think that's where music, to me, as a fan of music, comes into play. I mean, even your stuff—you're writing about your life experiences, whether they're they're uh, difficult ones to deal with, um, or or whatnot. But vicariously, I'm 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 feeling the same thing, and it helps me as a as a fan of music, as a listener.
1: Cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: I don't know if that's what it's supposed to do, but music just has always driven everything that I do. Um, it's always been a part of the fabric of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a firm believer there's a song lyric for every moment of your life. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Sometimes when I'm like in my car or if I'm having a conversation with a friend, like mm-hmm. I, it's just one of those things you can always respond with something if you know I'm like, enough music you can respond in song
2: <laughs> oh yeah of course i mean that's the best that, thing that's that's the thing which like whether it's quoting a song lyric or, or having a tune pop into your head yeah. something that that reminds you of either happier time or sad time what whatnot you'll have those things but we have to take our final break we're going to come back on the other side with my favorite song by you She's Chelsea Raven. I'm Rick Getham. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius.
1: Real Men of Genius.
2: Today we salute you, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Mr. Edible. Your true genius combined two of man's favorite things, panties and food.
0: I can taste it
2: now. They're a snack. They're underwear. They're a snack and underwear. Brilliant. But two treats in one. Gorgeous grape. Rock my world raspberry. Bodacious banana. Flavors. And nothing says, I want you, like a man with a mouthful of underpants. I want so, crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Because thanks to you, when it comes to panties, extra large means extra yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Bud Light Beer at Izubo, St. Louis, Missouri. We hit a couple of raves last night. It was totally off the hook. I had a couple of Red Bulls. Have you ever had a Red Bull? I never had a Red Bull before, but I had a Red Bull last night. I really like Red Bull. Doesn't Red Bull make you crash pretty hard? No, 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 no. I don't think so. No. Uh, no. Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel or Deschanel, however you want us to pronounce it. From the movie Yes Man, I mean, I just love that movie. Right.
1: And he mm-hmm.
2: he captures the essence of what Red Bull is as an energy drink <laughs> in that little thing. Just, I felt that way. I mean, I've, I've been that character in that movie where it's like, you're just like, almost like wired for sound and scratching. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, Cat Club podcast. We're back for our final segment uh, with Chelsea Raven. So honored to have you on the show. I'm so Thank glad you. you were able to come on the show. Thank you. Especially Thank on you such too. short notice, too.
1: Yes, yeah, great.
2: You know, I truly appreciate it. I know our listeners do too. Uh, do you have uh, a date for our next show? Yeah,
1: I do not yet. Not yet.
2: Promoters of Columbus, get on that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm free. Hit me up.
2: Uh, well, I think I think there might be a show in your future. Okay. Might not be for a few months, but we're, we're we're teasing the audience right now. Everybody knows. We're doing an anniversary show, but I think I want to have you on at Chelsea. Cool. I would love to be on it. I want all of our fans and all of music fans that, that will come to that show to experience... What you have to offer. I think it's really it, it's it's an emotion that I mean it, it's it's an emotive set that you do. You know, like we said before, it's laying your 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 soul bare on the stage, but you drive everybody into where we're all it's like a collective, you know, hive mind. I, I
1: actually notice that sometimes when I'm up on stage looking out. I'm like, I think everybody's not talking right now and they're all looking at me. And I kind of thrive from that feeling and it makes me feel better. I feel more like
2: they're paying it's attention. more
1: intimate. Yeah. Like I'm in a smaller room. Well, of course. And it's a great feeling.
2: And and that's that's the beauty of it. Was that, and I noticed that too. Where normally in... A club atmosphere or, or a venue of that type where there's food, there's alcohol and whatnot and tables. It's Gab Fest and everybody's on their phones. God, I hate smartphones at times. Yeah, true. You know, um, I mean, I'm old school. I'll hold up my, my Bic lighter to signify, hey, great song, you know, instead of looking at my cell phone. I've never understood why people do that when they pay to get into a show. But I digress once again. I notice so many of so much of that audience was just. They were facing you. They weren't on their phones. They weren't talking to their neighbors.
1: This is great.
2: You know? And, and it wasn't amazing. just for one or two songs, it was for the majority, if not all, of your set. Uh, I mean, as an artist, as a musician, how does that make you feel?
1: Really good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel great about it. I, uh. I am a very soft spoken person and. When people listen to me, it is a really good feeling for me because usually I'm not heard. I think yeah, but that's... the
2: thing is, what 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 you're saying is important. I think maybe it is.
1: Maybe some people do. I don't know. I, I think that it
2: is. I'll tell you what. Let's hear my favorite song, "To All the Lucases of the World," okay, by Chelsea or Raven, on the Cat Club Podcast.
0: more faith in me than I do. But who the fuck am I to? Write to any person who will let me spit a verse and I'm just trying to put some work in. I share my story. It's kind of boring and lately I've been feeling lost like gory. and it's working in my favor. So fuck you haters. Put them on my plate and chomp chomp like an alligator. Watching you won't see me moving to the next realm. It's time I put the faith in myself. Damn right I'ma put that hat on. Show you where I've been at, at home. Whole world's going up, expansion. I'm looking pretty and the boys look handsome and my body's Money making, and they wonder why my ship ain't sinking. cares about your struggle, fuck them, hustling, got time for your petty ass, rhymes on a steady cash, minds on the grind of life, one grain of stand away from trying to survive, To so guess I'm rolling the dice, and I will take the advice from each and every person that I can, so I understand that I always got the power in my hands, No way to use it, no one to abuse it, so how can I just introduce it to the world and will it seduce them, I'ma put that hat on, show you where I've been at, at home, the world's going up expansion, I'm looking pretty in the boys' This one's for Jeff, this one's for Crystal, this one's for Beth, this is for my mama, this is for my dad, this is for the fam taking care, where you're at. This one's for Lucas, this one's for Jeff, this one's for Crystal, this one's for Beth, this is for my mama, this is for my dad, this is for the fam taking care, where you at? This one's for Lucas, this one's for Jeff, this one's for Crystal, this one's for Beth, this is for my mama, this is for my dad, this is for the fam taking care, where you're at. This one's for Lucas, this one's for Jeff, this one's for Crystal, this one's for Beth This is for my mama, this is for my dad, this is for the friend, take it to me where you at I can do it for real, to all the Lucaseers of the world I can do it for real, shout out to the Lucases of the world
2: see it waving to all the Lucases of the world. Written about a real Lucas, as as you and I were talking about while the song was playing there. Um, Give us us a little background on that for our our listeners there. Uh,
1: Lucas is actually a friend of mine. We went to school together and uh, I was actually at his house recording with another friend, Mel, who's really great, he actually wrote a verse on one of my songs and uh, I was showing him this other rap song and I thought it was really lame and he really liked it and he was like, man, this is great, you gotta start rapping, and I'm like, I don't think I'm a rapper he's like, anyone can rap so I'm like, (laughs) anyone can rap? anyone can, he's like, you just gotta do it so I I just kinda went home and I felt really good about what he said whether it he was knows empowering that or, yeah at that whether point. he knows it or not it's great he uh, he inspired me to write that song so it's like a shout out song to Lucas so thank oh, you no. Lucas you're
2: awesome so to, to all of the all of the people that empower other people to do yeah and I thing.
1: I actually made a couple other shout outs in that song Crystal was just some girl at my high school that kind of showed me how to match piano music to a keyboard. Okay. And so I went home and learned this song, and I used that song to audition to the Fort Hayes Career Center program, and the guy, Jeff, is the other person mentioned in the song. He was actually the Career Center teacher that accepted me into that program, and he helped me so much in my life. Like, he helped me go to college. Like, if it wasn't for him, I might not have went to Columbus State. And that Career Center program was, like, a penultimate point in my life where I... I found out, like, oh, I actually like music. I was actually at that school for an art program, and I hated art. I mean, I liked art. I was kind of good at it, but I just... I ended up realizing that I was playing piano every night after school. After art school, I went home and played piano every night. I was Aww. supposed to be drawing stuff. But I, uh... Yeah, and then there's one last reference to Beth Masters. She's great. She was a high school teacher, and she's just... She comes to all my shows. She was at my show at King Avenue Five, and she's really cool. So excellent.
2: I mean, I, I noticed you had a, a little core of, you know, people there that that were really into you. They knew you. I mean, I, I could see that they were sitting just one table up from in front of me. Um, you know, it's it, it has to feel good for a performance like that, especially with with uh, you know three other bands on the stage. You know, following you, you're opening up the show. To have that support group.
1: Yeah, I felt really good about having people out. I was all nervous. I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to show up. I was getting text messages left and right like, hey, sorry, I can't make it. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, no one's coming to my I, show tonight. I, <laughs> I wanted to make a good impression for the other bands. So. <laughs> Which was great because some people actually did come out for me and I, I was pretty happy about that. Well,
2: I know the other bands, uh, local tourists uh, from here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, we Are the Movies from here in Columbus, Spirit Week from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I know the guys in Spirit Week were extremely bummed. They they ran into traffic on their way down from Grand Rapids that night. I bet. Um, That's far. So they, they literally got there, I think, two songs before they had to go on.
1: I know, yeah. And they missed so your scared. set.
2: And they, they told me, they were so pissed that they missed your set. Because I was... It wasn't just me, but they had heard all these different people around the room saying such glowing things and, and just That's how awesome. great great your set was. So it wasn't just me that that saw your set or heard your set in that light where it was, uh, you know, stealing the show. Like I said, I don't want to take anything away from the other bands. It was just, you had that wow factor, you know, and other people Gosh. saw it and felt it and heard it. So, I mean, That's that,
1: really cool, though.
2: It's it's, it's, it's got to be a good feeling. I mean, it's it's validation
1: Definitely. for
2: for putting yourself, you know, laying your soul bare with those type of songs. You know, I think there's I, th- I think there's bigger things ahead for you.
1: That that would be great.
2: I mean, yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more music, new music from you. Um, and I love you. Told me before we uh, before we went on uh, on started the show here that. You've already got a title for your new album, right? Which is tongue-in-cheek,
1: <laughs> a bit. very
2: much so. Um, it's an inside joke if Pretty they much. know you. If they right, know you, right. but her new album, which is not even close to finished yet, according to you, correct? Right, right. Uh, Life as a John. It's such a great title.
1: It is because I was a John at one point, practically.
2: Yeah, but did like you get it. to drive the gold Camaro? That's what I want to know.
1: No. No. <laughs> not that high up.
2: <laughs> what can we do? I don't know. I mean, I just... I, I, I hear things in your voice and and in your performance live that I'm just not hearing from a lot of other musicians here in Ohio. I mean, it's... it's I don't want to say you're necessarily unique... As far as you're the only one doing it. But there's very few doing it on the level you're doing it. Even though that you're relatively new at this. Yeah. You know, relatively speaking, I guess. But
1: Maybe that's why I can't find people who jump on my stuff. Because they're like... They don't know what they're missing. That's what it is. They don't know They
2: don't know what they're missing. So kids, you have to go out. Buy, buy. Can they buy your stuff? I don't know.
1: Uh, you can stream me live on, or not live, you can stream me on iTunes. What you
2: just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Okay, he was talking about me, Chelsea. (laughs) Not you. So they can stream your stuff on iTunes? Right. Um... You know, there'll be links, obviously, kids, on the the website, on, on the page here, to the Chelsea Raven Facebook page. So we have to thank you, Chelsea, so much for coming on the show today.
1: You're exactly. welcome. Thank you for Looking me.
2: forward to new music. I literally, I want to hear it, man. I
1: know. Like <laughs> Jonesing.
2: I want to hear it. But we got to go. See ya.
1: Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Get you later on down the trail.